0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So Holcomb the Globalist. It's been a fascinating conversation on my Twitter feed. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, what's going on? Twitter at Tony Katz, follow me there. And it's because uh Davos. The World Economic Forum is coming, and it's 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 fascinating to hear and see the reaction of people, even when they're not even necessarily sure what the World Economic Forum does. But you take a look at who's in attendance, and you're like, "Why would I be around that group of people?" Well, sometimes you go to where the enemy is because you got to learn, you gotta, you gotta uh, be be in it to be able to fight it, all those kinds of things. But what if the people have an argument that? And, and and if they have this argument how does that affect holcomb going forward and certainly the overall view of him as i made the claim yesterday the man is not as popular as he was when he won re-election just no there's no question about this i don't argue that he still doesn't have a level of popularity i am arguing that he is nowhere near as popular as he was when he won re-election but before i get there Can someone explain to me this scammer story? So uh, WTHR has this report that scammers are targeting international students at Purdue University. Pretending to be an authority and that they're part of an investigation and these people have to pay up. Scammers got $150,000 out of someone A caller telling students that they're with U.S. Immigrations and uh, oh, we've got this problem, we've got that problem and there's, you have to pay some sp- sort of an immigration bond and you know and the, the student's like, what are you talking about? Well, look, look, your immigration status and you start preying on on people's, uh, you want to call it their vulnerabilities, you want to call it their insecurities, you want to call it uh, a fear of losing a, a, a status or, or a livelihood. And it reminded me of this story where there was a Somebody had prank called a pizzeria and asked for the manager and claimed that they were law enforcement and that they had reason to believe that one of the employees was, was involved in, in a theft ring and a drug ring and said, you need to strip search this person. And the manager did it. Was it McDonald's? Yeah, that's a crazy story. And you you listen to that story, you're like, how in how in the world could someone fall for something like that? It's compliance it, theory. It's a vo- It's a voice on the tho- phone, and that's exactly what it is, producer Ari. Right. It is this idea that we as 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 a civilized society, when somebody makes a claim about something, we we take them we take them seriously we we take it as as something that is important that something we should listen to why would somebody lie about that kind of thing right so the psychology of it the psychology of compliance and techniques of compliance is that and and you see this for happening for example in sales people push for something and you don't want to necessarily let them down you're not you know you you can get yourself talked into it it's really something else i can tell you that while i'm aware of many things that's clearly happened somebody suggested something to me i'm like all right i'll do it i will tell you that it's one of the ways that i am i am not a great salesman in that i approach things honestly clearly and thusly and they're approaching things like I got to get this guy to buy two more things. Even when someone tells me oh, I'm not so sure, I don't then come back with, well, "Well, we we could do this or no, 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 you're not let me show you the value and how important this is," which I've learned to do. I don't I don't go to a lower pr- price. I go to the value. I had to teach myself that. It took it took a lot. But when someone tells me I'm not interested, I'm like, "Okay, thanks. I, I don't I don't Go, go back to it. It's one of the reasons I've come to realize over the last few years, and I've made changes on this, uh, I, I am not the person to sell me. Nope, 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 nope. And I've had people say, no, no, you're always your best salesperson. Bull crap. Other people are way better at it than I am. Way better. I'm pretty solid at creating content. I could tell a story. I could share a conversation. Let somebody else go about selling it. I find I'm much better off much better off that way but people want to believe they want to be respectful and they 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 want to in the main listen to authority and you can be somebody just on the other end of a phone and you don't immediately think scam it's like the nigerian prince stuff how does that still work It's the same thing with, like, people, false confessions. You say, how could someone ever admit to a crime they didn't commit? Happens all the time. But is that uh, through manipulation? Or is that through uh, through Right, uh, that's my take. It's manipulation. You're trying to take somebody under duress and get them to believe they did something they didn't do. I throw cops in jail for 100 years for that stuff. I despise that kind of action. But it is strange that people will admit to something that they did not do. Because in the end, you may have done something and you want to be helpful and crazy. So I take a look at the scam in Purdue and I'm like, how how does this work? I hope they throw these people in jail for a million years. It is the scam, this idea of authority, that brings us back to this idea of where Governor Holcomb is going and the World Economic Forum in Davos and why is he going and you take a look at some of the things uh they they do and they believe in and 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 how they they talk about things like the great reset it's a very pertinent question to ask how do we build back better to build back better or whatever we have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before to build back better than before the the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. Joe Biden calls it build back better. Build back better. Building back better. To do things differently. To build back better. We're going to build it back better. And build it back better. You start to get an idea of how frightening a concept this is. What do you mean better? You fools, whether you're Nancy Pelosi or Barack Obama right there or or Justin Trudeau or Boris Johnson, you have something better than capitalism? (laughs) No, you don't. No, you don't, you lying. I can't say it on radio. You don't have anything better. The whole concept of the Great Reset and everything else and, and how... How, how people view the, these things. By the way, the Great Reset was the name of the 50th annual meeting of the World Economic Forum. That was in uh, 2020. So it's not like I invented this. But you see how things move from this. Like, for example, with ESG, environmental social governance. You saw Tesla taken off the S&P ESG list because they are not good enough to the environment. It's freaking Tesla it's electric vehicles not good enough you mean it didn't fit the the uh, objective uh, that the government wants in terms of changing of attitude of personality of beliefs of theories it's compliance Build Back Better is about creating more compliance, ESG, as put forth by the United States of America, saying, well, if you don't meet these goals, you can't get loans, you don't meet these goals, you can't get government contracts, you don't meet these loans, we we shame you, Or, or, or these goals, we shame you. And we dismiss you. If you're not diverse enough, if you're not taking care of the environment enough, it's about compliance. In the same way, they're scamming students at Purdue. It's flat out evil. It's saying we're the authority and you must do what we say to you on all of these subjects or else you do not get the chance to disagree. The only thing you get to do, the only thing you're allowed to do is comply. Anything else will be met with sheer force. To get you to comply by preventing you from being able to make a living. In the 2022, uh, uh, according to uh, some of the resources I have, uh, the things they'll be talking about the global collaboration village, staying on course for nature action, accelerating the reskilling revolution for the green transition, the future of globalization. And, of course, there's going to be a special address by Vladimir Zelensky, the president of Ukraine. And while I'm somebody who supports helping Ukraine in the fight against Russia, I don't believe in supporting in sending any troops, and I'm not interested in any nation-building. I'm interested in destabilizing Putin and then taking advantage of that destabilization. So who's attending? Well, I told you Eric Holcomb is attending, the governor of Indiana. And you could argue that you attend something like this because you make some good contacts and you talk about bringing business in. The only other governor attending is Larry Hogan. He's the governor of Maryland. Republican, so he claims. Pat Toomey, the senator from Pennsylvania, guy who voted for impeachment. Then Seth Moulton and Sheldon Whitehouse and Ted Deutsch, Al Gore, John Hickenlooper of Colorado, another Democrat, Ted Liu of of California. Chris Coons of Delaware now. Daryl Issa, congressman from California, a Republican. Ann Wagner, congresswoman from Missouri, a Republican. Uh, you have um, uh, Michael McCall, congressman from Texas, a Republican. There are Republicans who are going. John Kerry will be in attendance. There's a real question as to why you would go to an event like this. And I could listen to an argument that says it allows Indiana to do this or that but what about what it does to Governor Holcomb what about the statement that it is indeed making and that people are sharing because what they know about the concept of globalists could fall into some level of just flat out conspiracy theory I'm not saying no That sometimes when you hear about, oh, the globalists, it's just people talking out their butt. But when you see the kind of people who attend the event, don't you ask yourself, what kind of company am I in? And when you see the kind of things that the World Economic Forum has been talking about in the past and now, don't you say to yourself, are these the kinds of things that move Indiana forward? Is this the kind of thing that we want to get wrapped up in, or is this the kind of thing that we should say, you know what, let's stay far away from that. Let's do things on our own. Let's build things on our own. Let's grow things on our own. Let's find other groups and organizations that don't believe in this idea of globalization, but believe rather in the ideas of competition and trade uh, amongst friends and partners that isn't really predicated on an idea of control. If only because the association is a problem. Because the people who go to this are the same kind of people who believe that you should comply. It was Gina Raimondo. She is the Secretary of Commerce. She got asked a question about costs, about putting clothes on your kids back listen to this if you remember this was just a week ago while americans are struggling and seeing their paychecks shrink uh, a 24 percent increase over fy 21 levels for NOAA doesn't really help families put food on the table or clothes on the back at a time when inflation's at 40 year high can you talk about how this massive allocation of funds helps to combat inflation or deal with supply chain issues that you say are so important Yes. So look, we, we, we believe climate change is an existential threat. So, you know, children won't get about clothes on their back. They're not going to be able to have a life if we don't deal with climate change. You see parents stop worrying about your children. You need to listen to us. We know what to worry about putting clothes on your kid's back is so selfish. You need to do what we tell you to do about climate change. That's what matters. That's not what matters to a parent, at all. Making sure their kid doesn't go to school naked or actually has pajamas to sleep in, that's what matters. We have a shortage of baby formula and nowhere has the the federal government even had the decency to say, you know what? Uh, People used to make baby formula all the time. There are recipes out there, check with your doctor. First things first, get your baby fed. As a matter of fact, at the CDC, they've got a list of 10 recipes that they think might work for your child. Check with your doctor and see which one works best. Now here's what we're going to do about baby formula shortages. They didn't do that. They decided to blame people politically and then we'll handle this, we'll solve this. Is that the the group you want to be connected to? As a matter of fact, they told you don't make baby formula. Comply, comply, comply. Better your child starve than you make formula. Son of a gun. So as for why Governor Holcomb is going, honestly, I don't know. I do not know. But if it's to learn more ways to be part of the compliance society, that'd be a real Real damn shame. I hope that's not the case. But he's got to accept the fact that all politics are local. And for for some, this attendance doesn't look good. If only for the company you keep. I'm Tony Katz.